The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the show today. I'm so excited to be with you back from what feels like a very long break, even though it wasn't long enough, And but it was chillaxed enough. I was just telling Catherine that I'm kind of going from completely like Zen to ah, let's get this going. Hopefully I'll bring a little Zen to the like the in the saddleness, but it's great to be with you, Catherine Bell. Thank you, Kelly. So glad to be here with you. I'm really excited. Thank you. So I normally start, I often start with like a little prayer and I feel like I need it today. So I'm just going to invite everyone to turn within for a moment and just take a breath. Ah, Let's go to that vacation space in our mind and our heart and our brain. Let's just take that breath and unplug for even just a moment. And just settle in so we can be fully present for this conversation and for these dreams and for the ahas and epiphanies that are lining up and waiting to bestow themselves upon us. So let's let go first and have that beginner's mind so that when we allow in the wisdom, the guidance, it has a place to land within us. 
So we call in our dreams, we call in our dreaming mind, we call in our dreaming intelligence, the part of us that thinks way beyond the box, way beyond what has been written and what we have any right to know. We can go beyond the libraries, we can go beyond the institutions and straight to the source. So that's what we're doing today. And I'm so grateful to be joined by Catherine Bell. She's such a powerful and beautiful dreamer and dream creator and dream worker. And I'm just honored to be with her. And we're going to take your dreams today. So I'm grateful for you who've sent in your dreams to me slash us. And let's talk about dreams and let's talk about dreams of dead people. That's kind of, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. And then we'll open up the Pandora's box of dreams and see what we, where we go. So let me introduce you all to Catherine Bell. She is a dream coach and the founder of Experiential Dreamwork. Her life has been deepened and enriched through her personal dream work. And she's passionate about helping you become more truly you by tuning in to the insights that your nightly dreams offer. She's facilitated dream groups for over 20 years and has been a dream coach for nine. She currently hosts weekly Zoom workshops on various dream topics. Catherine's the host and creator of the podcast, The Dream Journal. Ah, we need like the audience goes wild, which originates as a weekly hour-long live radio show featuring interviews with dream experts to spread information about the power of our nightly dreams. She lives in Bonnie Dune Mountains and the Bonnie Dune Mountains sounds like Scotland of but of Santa Cruz, California. She studied extensively and um without further ado, welcome to the show Catherine Bell. Thank you. Thank you Kelly. Yes, I'm near Santa Cruz and apparently there's a there's an enclave of Scottish uh, lumberjacks because there's a whole bunch of Scottish names. We have Loch Lomond, we have Scotts Valley and apparently Scottish lumberjacks settled around. <laughs> well as I well love as it. Uh, the Mexican people. Oh, that's hilarious that after having watched um Outlander, I don't know if you've yes. my my friend Gypsy before she passed, she got me hooked on that show. So I always hear that song and think about that. And I think the symbolism that goes with you is the bell. How interesting that your last name is bell. It's like it rings a bell. There's the freedom bell, liberty bell, clear as a bell. <laughs> as a bell. I mean, that's not a bad name to be associated with. Um, I used to think my last name Sullivan was like, it's like a dirty van, Sully van. <laughs> but, a very like common Irish name, but um, I think it's somewhere it also means like warrior or something. It's like the last definition. So I'm like, I'll stick with that. My name Kelly means warrior. So warrior on warrior is like, ah. that fits you. That fits you really okay. well. So Catherine, let's, before we get into some dream questions, what's on your heart right at this moment? I know you just spoke and led dream circles at the recent IASD conference. You're a very big part of that organization, um, the International Association for the Study of Dreams. So you've got a lot going on. What's what's on your heart with regards to dreams at this at this time? Well, I love the IASC. I'm actually pretty late come to uh, that conference. I, I started doing my own dream conferences here in Santa Cruz before ah. I even joined the IASC. I didn't know. Oh, interesting. But then when I went to a, one of the big conferences, I'm like, yes, more of that. 
So I jumped <laughs> right in. I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, and I'm really like one of the things that I'm writing a book, as Kelly knows, we've been talked about this. I'm working on a book, which is super exciting, about a big stack yeah. of papers. And so one of the <laughs> things that I'm most passionate about is, is, is what I call the treasure hunt of looking for those good things in dreams. Even the difficult dreams often have like just a moment where there's something clear. And of course, we can also um, believe or trust that even the difficult dreams are coming to us for for our value for our benefit and that there's a way that that there is a treasure in every dream and so one of the things it's like a gratitude practice but with your dreams and so can you bring that gratitude and look for those good moments like in the waking life gratitude practice having a grumpy day and like oh just nothing's going right but wait a minute oh i've got a roof I've got a loving husband, you know, I've got these things and it just lightens it up. And it's the same with the dreams. You bring the treasure hunt to the dreams and you're like, oh, wow. I mean, that was scary, but there's this person who helped me. Right. Yeah. 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 You're singing my song because this is what this is my my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, is all about finding the, the gold, being on that treasure hunt. And I think because we're habit makers as human beings, we if we get in the habit of looking for the good, even when it seems like, okay, this is ridiculous. There's no good here. We find it. And then we just get better at that. And then the world kind of turns to gold. We get the Midas touch mm -hmm. in and, some and way. But we want some range, some emotional range. And so yeah. the trick is not to just ignore all the difficult things. Correct. Because Correct. Like you're saying in your book, the crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Don't waste the crisis. Don't pretend right. it can happen. Right. But there's some gold in here that right. is going to help me out. Exactly. And um, I think if we do that, and I think that was a really important point you brought up, it's not about glossing over anything. It's it's a yes and. It's like, okay, this hurts. This is shitty. This this feels bad. This is devastating. This is whatever. And give ourselves permission to hurl and cry and find like a safe place to do that. But in the back of our mind, I mean, I remember like I'm knocking on wood as I say this. I was writing in my journal on the plane to Columbia a few years ago. And I was writing about the blessings in disguise, writing about how if we train ourselves, we can find that in everything. And I got into this really magical place where it was like, wow. So then we, if we suffer, it's like, it's not unnecessary suffering. It's like that saying that pain is necessary. Suffering is optional. It's like, <laughs> right. what if we only experience what's necessary and the rest of it can be incredibly joyous. So I got off that plane and pretty quickly thereafter had my purse stolen that had my laptop in it and my passport and my money. And on that, that laptop was several iterations of several books that weren't backed up anywhere. And I thought, no, no, why, why? And I was, I mean, I went through everything, but I had this little thought bubble following me that was like yeah what if there's a blessing in this i'm like yeah, screw you. <laughs> no it's more it's it's theoretically speaking not yeah, actually literally. don't make me have to put this to the test but eventually it and i wrote this is one of the stories i wrote about in a crisis is a terrible thing to waste how eventually i became grateful that my that everything got stolen because i got to spend a month wow. traveling unplugged. I got to really experience the culture, really be present in ways I never would have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. So 
Oh. It's an expensive lesson. Uh, did <laughs> you ever recover your, your work? That was no, a- no, no, no. I, I was talking to somebody about this last night and how it's so painful when I hear that somebody's lost their work. It's almost like I could deal with the money. I could deal with the laptop. I could deal with all that stuff, but the work, it's like, yeah. oh, you can't just recreate that. But maybe we make it better. If it happens, then that's that's the only positive spin I can find for that is maybe this is meant to be a better draft. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so very, very good. So Catherine, I'm going to start, I'm going to bring on some questions and let's just play with it. Let's pretend like we're in a dream circle together and I'm going to see if I can do this. I'm, I'm feeling so technologically wild. Sometimes I joke about they, they should have hired me for NASA, but it's a joke, but you actually did work for NASA. I did. <laughs> like I 11 you... years for NASA, I got my PhD in astrophysics and all that. And I'm like, it is rocket science. <laughs> it is rocket science. That's just amazing to me that I know somebody that, I mean, you're just, you're so smart. And so intelligent on all levels. Okay. So let's see if this plays. Hi, Kelly. This oh, yeah. is Tina. Can you hear? I was wondering if you might could tell me what it means when you dream of people that have passed away a lot. My friend says I'm the only person she knows that dreams of dead people all the time. Uh, I dream of my mom, my grandma, my uncles, father-in-law, brother-in-law. Um, I've lost several members of my family in the past eight years, and I, I dream about them all the time, but they, we don't talk, but it's like I know what they're thinking or saying. But anyway, uh, it would be nice if you could help answer the question why I dream of this so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Interesting. Thanks, Tina. Okay, so Catherine, I'm going to hand the talking stick over to you, and then we'll we'll play. So go for yeah. it. So I'm 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 first of all like just really feeling tender of how many yeah dead yeah people that you know people that have been in your life. I mean, there's like their ancestors and all, but it sounds like these are like your brother-in-law, your people who have like been in your life. And so I just really feel for you, Tina, and um um and that there is like some way perhaps that these uh they that there's like a, a gift here that these people are. Um, are visiting and uh, and like letting you know they're they're fine that they're okay in fact that that they haven't even left and that they're here for you maybe in a way that they couldn't even have been uh, when they were alive because now they're they you know transcend all space and time and so they they can touch in with you wherever you are and wherever you happen to be Um, and so I think it's what a gift. I mean, I am jealous. I have so few dreams about my deceased loved ones. And I've, and I really feel like it's, um, it's a blessing. I would have questions like, do these dreams feel good? Or are they challenging? It sounds like they're mostly feeling like a gift. Um, And that's a gift <laughs> that you can that you get to have this connection with them because sometimes people who have passed away like uh, there's one particular uh, person I'm thinking of who I had a challenging relationship with and sometimes they show up and and we've got stuff to work out <laughs> and it's really helpful actually to work it out because just because they're dead doesn't mean that that relationship is dead I still love them I still feel complicated so true so true so that's, yeah. 
I have had definitely had that kind of a dream um, as well as just the blessing kind of a dream. So, right. I love what you just said, Catherine, about how just because somebody has passed away doesn't mean the relationship is over. And it's similar. There's so many similarities between the reality of us passing away and dying and, and dreams, because I would like to say a dream isn't over just because we wake up just because we're, we try, it's like, we're not in that state anymore, but that state doesn't go away. Just like a radio station. If we're dialed in, we're tuned in, then we're listening to a song, but it doesn't mean all the other stations go away. They're just not what we're tapped into in that moment. So um, it's, yeah, I, I concur. I, absolutely ditto everything Catherine just said, Tina, and my heart goes out to you. And I want to say I'm with you. I've, um, I just finished writing the Dia de los Muertos Oracle deck. And in one of the first lines I put is it's been the dyingest couple of years I've ever had with so like record number of people that are, that I love dearly and pets, three of my animals. I mean, I have a petless house at this moment, except for Sparkles, my my stepdaughter's um, dog, who I'm so grateful she gets to come over a lot. But it's a blessing to have loved so many people and to have had so many loved ones in our life. And it's the price we pay. I mean, if we wanted to live a life where we were never going to have our hearts broken, we would never open up. We would never be vulnerable. We would never become dependent. We would never lean on. We would never grow in depth and in connection with people. That's one safe way to never have our heart broken, but that would kind of suck. What kind of a life would that be? That's really the thing worth mourning, be grieving that life that, that didn't happen. So it sounds like Tina, you have, and have had a very full and beautiful and rich life. And, um, sometimes I, it's just a kind of a coincidence. I dreamt about my grandma Sullivan. We called her granny last night. Oh, wow. And in my dream, she was saying that she didn't want to fly. I was putting a trip together. She's like, nah, when you're my age, you don't need to get on planes and go anywhere. And I was trying to convince her to go with me, but it's like, no, granny knows what she wants and what she needs. So I, I ask myself what's going on in my life right now that this, that, that her presence or his presence or whoever's presence might it not might not be an accident. And I am actually planning a trip to Peru <laughs> coming up. So I have I have plans and travel on my mind. And so there's there's something about that. So I would I would think in general, the the overview is they're communicating. Elizabeth Kubler Ross, the one who wrote on death and dying, said that after hearing thousands and thousands of death dreams about people um, dreaming about their departed loved ones, her assertion was, these are not just fictional, fantastical dreams. These are communication. This is, we're being communicated to. So we should ask the question, why them? Why now? And how might they be trying to impart a blessing, a message, a gift upon me? And vice versa. I love that you said that, Catherine. The relationship is still happening. So it's a two-way street. It's not just them. I mean, they perhaps are in a higher plane that might have access to more wisdom than we have here, but that's not always the case. There may be some wisdom we're tapping into that feeds their journey as well. So I think it's both. It's very important. 
That's what I think. I think we could, we could do like many shows just on this topic. Absolutely. Well, they call those, those um, like visitation dreams when it's like somebody coming into the dream from, um, from the other side, it could be a loved one or it could be some mother being, we don't know how that, how this works. Um, and, and sometimes I find that they're, they're, that they're bringing me like the, when I dream of my grandmother, like the ancestors, that that is bringing me a blessing. And it's like, and showing me something about my, my own strength, my own fortitude. Like maybe I have that, yes. yeah, I have that ability to be wise the way they were. Yes, exactly. I think that's a really great point to, to do what we would do. Like if it's a celebrity dream or really anyone in a dream, ask what are the three defining characteristics of this person and how am I now interacting with that aspect of myself? So for me, with my grandma, she was she was older. She was wiser. She's feminine. She liked to make things. She was always quilting, always creating. And she was a wise ass. She was <laughs> she was irreverent. And I loved her for that. All of my, I mean, I can't even say I'm going to get bleeped off everything, but <laughs> she would greet all of us with like a litany of cuss words because we were always shocking her. And she'd be like, <laughs> we're always like so we joked that those were our nicknames those endearing nicknames that were just a bunch of four-letter words coming out of the mouth of this this cute sweet little old granny <laughs> so can i can i ask you something about the dream that you just shared yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean if, if there's something here that i'm taking on because because you're absolutely right kelly that we can use these dream characters and as, as kind of fodder to, to nurture what's going on with us. Like, what do I need a little bit more of? Do I need a little bit more cantankerousness? Do I need a little more? Mm -hmm. Or do I maybe need to leave that behind? Cause I'm, cause she's coming <laughs> on the airplane. She's like, no, I'm not going to go on that plane. Like maybe I don't want to go there. So is there part of her that I need to leave behind? She was sitting at a picnic table with a bunch of her like cronies with other, and she really didn't have a lot of cronies. She, her family was all she wanted, but she was with a bunch of other old ladies and they were at a picnic table and they didn't want to go. So now even, of course this happens, I'm starting to yeah. connect with a lot more detail that, um, yeah. And you know, you're about, about to travel. Could it, could it be that there's, even though you're really looking forward to all the excitement there, could there also be part of you that's kind of like, oh God, I have to wait in the airport and I have to- It's a lot to travel these days. It's totally. it's a hassle. I mean, there's there's a lot, I mean, more, it's like half, half of the planes don't take off when they are supposed to. And it's, it's, it's definitely wild. I know there is some part of me. <laughs> All right, let's make it enough about me. Let's talk about me. But coming out of COVID, I, the year before COVID, I had never traveled more. I was, I was on a plane almost the entire time. I traveled so much, a record number of, of, of traveling dates and then hard stop for years. And some part of me loved that. Okay. Yeah. I really loved the chillax. Mm -hmm. I loved that I had a, a proper excuse mm -hmm. to not have to. So there's dueling parts of my personality. One part of me just loves to be on a plane, loves to be in a foreign country, loves to explore new lands. I feel like I'm growing and learning and living at maximum full tilt boogie mm -hmm. in those moments. And then there's another part of me that's like, can I just sit at home and can I just write my books? Can I just do some like simple things? Life is so sweet. So thank you, Catherine Bell. It's you're ringing a bell. 
that's what happens. Thank you. Okay, I'm feeling better about my dream. Yeah. It's highlighting it. So I still, you know, I'm I'm going to Peru. If anyone wants to join me, you're welcome to. There's a couple of spots left. It will be a pain in the butt to get there, but it's part of the hero's journey. Okay, let's open up a couple other dreams. And thank you again, Tina, for that. You know what? I, one dream I want to share with you. This is from memory. I'm telling people if they want to share a dream with me on this show, it's a little different than my previous show. You've got to email me a voice memo or um, or just a dream that's written up to kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com and I'll put you on the show. Um, so a few people are, are have have sent voice memos, which I love. And one person, it was very long, so I won't play it here, but this was an interesting thing, Catherine. So in her dream, it's basically a series of climbing up a golden staircase, up kind of like, I, I picture Jack and the Beanstalk kind of a thing where she's going above clouds to these higher and higher and higher realms. And each time she gets to a certain place, she stops and there's some kind of a like at one place, there's a Buddhist monk that she sits with and has a cup of tea. And he basically says, well done. Oh. And then she moves up and there's some kind of a Sufi master and the same thing happens and she's feeling so good. And finally she gets to the top. This should be like a, a, ch a children's story or a some kind of a bedtime story because it's so beautiful. She tells it with a lot of beautiful detail, but she finally gets to the top where there is no higher place to go on this golden ladder and she sits down in front of a mirror and she looks in her own eyes she wow. pours herself a cup of tea and in her own eyes she says well done mm. so here's the here's the piece though that is like adds the cherry on top i was while i was listening to her dream i was listening to it on my phone and I was wandering around this little casita my husband and I were staying at in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I didn't realize it until she was she was finished talking that the whole time I'd been staring at this framed poster in this casita of a man that had just climbed up a golden stair, a golden ladder. And he was in the clouds and he was like this Sufi dancer that was like spinning, dancing above the clouds, above this golden, um, st uh, not staircase ladder. So it was like, what? I didn't even know that was in this house. Like I didn't even, it didn't even, cause it's not a house that I'm used to. So, okay. So what do you do with these moments when a dream coincides with waking reality? What is, what do you do with that? Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. It's like a synchronicity. There's, yeah. There's something like where the dream is breaking through into the waking world. And not only the waking world, but your waking world, like her dreams. Like yes. Your waking world. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, 
there's like a kind of electricity I feel like there's something like whoa like maybe this is like my, gets to me my dream too like you know as you're seeing that yes <laughs> I always like to say that in dream work there's no FOMO we don't get to have the fear of missing out because we hear a dream and it becomes, it becomes ours. our dream too Absolutely. It does. And especially when it gets that kind of a, a reinforcement from the waking world, that synchronicity of having that, that, that thing in your, that poster in your waking life, the paint painting or whatever it was that with, with the same kind of an image. So it really gets to be your dream. I'm going to have to find the image and post it um, along with this, with this show. It's, it's stunning, but I agree with you. I mean, there's something electric that happens. And as Ali Lion Sachs, who's um, part of my dream work practitioner training, she says it's like a glitch in the matrix when synchronicity happens. And we have this like, wait a second, <laughs> or like a kind of stepping out of the Truman show, stepping out of the matrix and realizing there's more going on than just right. this. And, and in this case, it's this ladder that's taking us up and out. What were you going to say? Oh, well, I was just going to say that it can be very different things to different people. Like, what's the name of the dreamer? Did you remember the name? Her name is Leilani, Leilani Love. Oh, Leilani. So Leilani's um, experience of the dream may be very different than your experience of the dream, which is then different than my experience of the dream. Yes. And they're right. all valid and they're all useful ways to look at the dream. They're all part of of like this peeking through, peeking through to the other side. And that even though we're sharing this dream, where you, because my vision of the dream is very, very different than your vision of the dream, which is different than again from Leilani's vision and what it means to us in our lives. Like somebody who had a really uh, low self-esteem and really didn't feel good in their life, um, but, but, they're, but they're all like hopeful, there's something. And then if they had a dream like this in, in a case where you're not a very, uh, uh, you know, where things have not been that good for you, this could be like a sign of like really something amazing opening up, something new happening. Um, and so, and, and then if so, on the other hand, if somebody is like very self-absorbed or something and they're like, oh, la, 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 they're like all up here and then and they they don't know how to get down and there, there could be like something yes. about that. That's also, um, that's that's maybe not as healthy. So there's a the kind of both both things. And then there's those of us who are kind of on the ladder and we're trying to do what the next step and do the next level that this could really be a confirmation of, of that. I'm really starting to recognize that, uh, what was the, the phrase exactly? Uh, well done. Well done. They, there were, it was like, well done, my daughter, well done, my sister, well done. Like it was, they were, but it was well done. Well done. Like, like yeah. Really and then it was finally well done to herself. Yeah. So there could just be like this, this, this confirmation that we're on the right path and that we're, that we are getting to the place of starting to really recognize that what we're doing is well done and that we're, our efforts pay off. It's, it's, I love what you just said. And it's making me think of so many years ago, I want to say in the nineties, when I was first getting into self-help metaphysical stuff. And I remember people being really big into mirror work where the idea was to like lock eyes with yourself and say nice things to yourself. And I remember going, oh my God, this is so Stuart Smalley. I like myself. I like myself. And gosh, darn it. People like me. <laughs> but I remember this one night I was at home by myself and I was having a rough day. I can't remember. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And the mantra that I was trying was Kelly, I love who you are. That was it. That was, 
And I remember there was something I finally locked in and it was like, oh, I felt it. I felt the transmission from myself to myself. And I, it was like something in me opened up and I had this realization and it's very similar to what Julia Cameron in the artist way says, all of the love and approval that we're seeking outside of ourselves is fool's gold compared to what we are really, truly seeking. We're seeking that validation from ourselves Mm. and we can give it to ourselves like that, but it's the one thing that we don't build into our day. It's the one thing that we don't have time to do, or just seems so ridiculous. But that one moment of doing that, I've never forgotten it. And I've done it a handful of times since, and I should do it every day, should, 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 but it was so powerful. So I, I feel like that's part of what Leilani is reminding me. Now it's my dream is what's all the seeking externally about. If I was to give it a hundred percent to myself, then I might not change anything I'm doing or I might do less. I might not have to get on that plane. (laughs) I might be able to sit and have like my picnic and just be whatever. I'm good. I'm already whole. Like everything else is icing on the cake. So, Ooh, it's so fun to bounce this around with you, Catherine. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I feel like this is, this is like something for me too, that I can really um, uh, like recognize the spiral that I've been on and, and I'll take that as confirmation that I'm on the right track. (laughs) Oh yeah. And we got to just give it to ourselves and not just for one day, not just, but like always. So I'm, I'm just affirming for all of us. Let's all try it. I love myself. I love myself. I love who you are. I love who you are. I love myself. I love myself. Yeah. I mean, maybe don't do it while other people around because (laughs) you know, it might feel a little corny, but it's really powerful. Okay. So here's one more dream. Actually, let's, let's see if we can get in a couple. So I've heard this a million times. I'm sure you have too, Catherine. This is from Barbie and, or Barb. And she says that she has Gillian Barr syndrome. Okay. Maybe you haven't heard this one a million times, but maybe she says that she's, since she was diagnosed in November of 2020, she's not remembered any dreams. And she used to remember dreams every night. And um, she's tried researching it. Nothing, nothing comes up um, about why. Actually, I looked it up and, and not being able to remember dreams is a symptom oh. of, of this. It's a but nerve condition, isn't it? Some kind of a nerve condition? I believe so. So with what would you say to Barb about what she can do? Because it sounds like she really had a very vivid dream life and then it stopped, which happens to a lot of people anyway, without having any kind of um, a, a disorder or um, symptoms or, or like some kind of a medical situation. So what do you say to anybody who's having a hard time remembering their dreams? Well, first of all, poor dear, I'm sorry you have the Guillain-Barr syndrome. It sounds, I have uh, had one, a friend uh, uh, who had that and I don't, didn't know a lot about the details, but it sounds very miserable, any kind of a syndrome. And yeah. I, I make you wonder about um, uh, medication because sometimes mm. the medication can yes. impact the dream life, even alcohol, cannabis, you know, that, uh, you know, this, uh, never mind painkillers and things like that. They can really suppress the dream life. Yes. So, so true. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I, I definitely agree. And I want to kind of say the same thing I said to um, Tina 
about the like the the heartbreak of dreaming about losing people the good news it means that you've had people that you loved that, that you've had a rich full life and so for barb you're only missing your dreams because you've had such a vivid dream life and that's a blessing so we just i mean we have to kind of count our blessings where we get them and i would say on some level because we are a dreaming people we're dreaming all the time barb you're dreaming even right now and maybe start to track the coincidences the synchronicities the odd things that show up when whenever you're conscious and consider that you could do you could interpret everything as if it were a dream because because it is a dream and it's really not so different and maybe even during naps or cat naps or even meditation you might start to notice a little fantasy a little a little flight of consciousness pay then maybe keep track of those things keep track of what we do have because i bet you if you look for that you'll you'll start to there won't be any void what do you uh, think yeah. about that Catherine? oh yeah definitely i think you know daydreams definitely tap into the same part of the brain that that happens when you're wearing night yeah and so if you know as you as you're you know spacing out you're doing the dishes what comes across your mind even if you listen to a podcast there's like the thoughts go off like i like that and like and maybe just take keep a journal and like actually yes. down some of those yes thoughts. And yes like, and, and you can work with those as dreams or like a movie, like you see a movie and, and there's just something about that one scene that just speaks to me. And I don't know why, but something about that one scene and write that down. Cause that's like a, that's a message from the subconscious. That's something meaningful here. So like noticing those meaningful things, just like you're saying to notice coincidences, synchronicities, and, um, and, and take that in as, um, as maybe your new dream life. And, and maybe that will wake up some more of your nighttime dream life. Maybe it doesn't, but even so, you still have some material to work with. You have some some interesting things that are speaking to you on a psychic level. Exactly. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think if we if we start to just to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of of the show, if we look for the blessings, we look for what we do have, then we'll, we're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me see. Let's do one more. Oh, this one's a little bit spooky. Okay, this is from Genevieve. And she, um, let's see, she was a regular caller on my old show. Okay, here she goes. Um, I've been sleeping in bed in her dream next to a fairly, oh wait, in waking life, she's sleeping next to a fairly new person in her life. And she hasn't slept with anybody in bed in a long time. So she's experiencing things in her dream that she's never experienced before. Um, she said, let me see. I'm trying to get through. Oh, so she in her dream, she's moving into his body. Ooh. And then she's trying to like pull herself back into her own. Mm -hmm. So she's going back and forth. And she it was like she said she was going into his childhood, like watching a movie that had nothing to do with her. She was like going into him. So that's kind of and then she experience or if it was let me just bring in this one other piece and she said she also had a dream actually about a house plant and she was she was the house plant and she noticed the effect of water inside the plant and then she noticed the dew on the outside of the leaves and she was feeling it so what she's what's happening with her is that she's 
she feels like she's actually going into people and into plants and into things in her life, in her dreams. Mm -hmm. So mm. thoughts. Absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, my, one of my big questions is what does it feel like? Is it mm -hmm. scary or is it kind of exciting and you know, like, cause there, there could be a way that, that I'm kind of like, if I'm the dreamer, that I'm kind of giving myself up to these different parts of, of people around me and the, the plants, or it could be like a, a gift. It could be like, oh, I was again, again, looking for the gift. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you and I both, we're like the gift <laughs> sisters. <laughs> if there's a gift, we're going to find it. Gosh, we darn are, it. <laughs> no gift left behind policy. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. So, but maybe it really is like a, um, uh, like a psychic ability just to kind of sense what's going on in other people's bodies. And like, I feel like I have that a little bit and sometimes mm -hmm. it's a problem because then I don't know what's going on in my body. And yet mm. it makes me really sensitive to people around me in a good way, as well as in a way that I sometimes abandon myself. So there's like two sides to this particular skill and that sometimes uh, uh, I can have the insights, like I'm, I'm experiencing the childhood of the of this partner of mine and I'm getting insights into what makes him tick. Um, and uh, and this plant, like I can, I feel even the water droplets on my leaves, maybe uh, maybe there's a way, oh, that, 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 oh, it's thirsty, it's time to give plants more water. So it could be like a, a useful skill, but there also is the danger of like losing myself if this is, if this is part of what's going on because I might neglect myself. Right. As long as you have that solid place to come back to. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it's human 2.0, what, what Genevieve is tapping into. I've done this a handful of times where I feel like I've been in someone else's reality, even though I like to say, what part of myself is this? There's always, you know, it, is it ever truly about somebody else? Like maybe there's a reason I've tapped in. It's that part of me. But I think this is a very true thing. I think if we were really living at the 2.0 or 5.0 version of ourselves, we would be so empathic and so able to just snap our fingers and walk 20 miles in someone else's moccasins to know what makes them tick. So that, that way we would, this is why I think dreams are such an important tool for all of us to pay attention to, because I think these kind of things happen more often than not, and they make us more compassionate, more empathetic, more wise beings than we ever would be otherwise. And how could we ever want to harm someone if we've actually walked those 20 miles in their moccasins and we feel them? Why would we ever want to harm the plant or harm the animal or harm the anything that we've lived inside of? Mm -hmm. And it is a part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I, all I know is I think it's a great gift as, as um, Catherine Bell and I concur <laughs> and and I think it is just like with any gift, there's the, there's the challenge of what did somebody say once that every gift comes with a whip. <laughs> we can beat ourselves with it. We can like hurt ourselves with that extra sensitivity. So we want to have the gift without it having us. We want to be able to have some agency over when we use it mm -hmm. and then how to come back. So I think as Catherine was mentioning, it's really good to figure out that you have a safe and reliable way to pull yourself back in. So whenever you want to come back, you press that button and there you are. Mm -hmm. So you don't get stuck and you don't get confused ultimately, mm -hmm. but what a beautiful, I feel like it's, it's like you're, you're an angel that can step inside. Yes. Um, 
there was some Native American, and I can't remember, it was in the movie, something about Little Tree. And they were talking about how instead of using the words, I love you, in their their language, it was, and I can't remember which which tribe it was, but they said the equivalent to I love you is I see you. And you just saw your your guy, whoever you were sleeping with, and then you just saw deeply saw that plant. So, I mean, that's love. Mm, yeah, yeah. It is. So, ooh, dreams are so. I'm just. It's a hot day here in Southern California, but I'm covered in goosebumps, mm-hmm. and there's this ringing a bell of clarity and joy that's happening in me. So Catherine Bell, is there anything, where can people find out more about you, about the Dream Journal show? Give them all the stuff. Yeah. So I, uh, my podcast is called The Dream Journal and it's on Apple and Google and Spotify and all that. And you look for pink logo with a black The Dream Journal written in it. And uh, it uh, starts as a radio show, uh, which I which I record or broadcast live every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. And then I release it on Monday, unless it happens to be Labor Day, in which case I forgot and it released <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh, well, but it's pretty regular about every week. And it's been over three years, three and a half years. So I've got, wow. like, I've got like 150 episodes. Um, now. Oh my God. You know, they just keep going. And I interview people, uh, dream experts and also dream enthusiasts. Um, and I, then I also take calls. And so the last thing about a live show is I do take calls the last half hour. I take callers. Um, so you can actually find the archives at KSQD, so the squid, K squid, KSQD.org slash the dash dream dash journal. I'm also a coach and I'm a workshop leader and I lead groups and I do one-on-one work as well. And you can learn about my practice at experientialdreamwork.com. It's all about the experience for me, experiential dream work, because I don't think dreams need to be interpreted. I think they are what they are. They're experiences or things that happen to us. And we can, we can let a lot if we let them in and let the experience kind of bathe us that we'll be we'll be re, we'll be receiving that gift and actually honoring the dream so experientialdreamer.com which has i have a bunch of recordings of, of different um interviews that i've done and um, information about my workshops there every monday i have ongoing dream groups three or four a week i actually have almost every day a week I've got groups whoa i know it's just they i love groups there's something about groups that really speaks to me so yeah. I've, got, I've got little groups with like three or four people and then i've got big groups with 10 or 12 people and i'm just experimenting with all these different formats of groups and so if you get on my email list i'm happy to let you know and i'll give you my email which is krbell k-r-b-e-l-l number six at gmail.com and or you can go to the experiential dreamwork.com there's a c- contact list there to find out about and of course the book the book is happening and do we have a title for the book i something about the treasure hunt i'm thinking because that's kind of a good that's great oh that appeals to me that definitely gets me percolating my what? inner child self is like oh oh my totally. dream self i tell you the chapter i've left for the last is is the most challenging of all of course it's about the relationship chapter <laughs> yay but there's a happy ending there spoiler is. alert yes <laughs> in fact max and i are about to have our first year of an anniversary we were married september the last year and that's great that's relationship in my life and we're you know we're we're doing we're doing great he's such a sweet guy and uh with, i'm learning a lot because you know we you have your issues but we're coming through it and in this like 
oh, the magic, the magic is fabulous. And so writing about relationship, you know, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's where we get the real PhD in that, <laughs> in that terrain. Yeah. And Max is awesome. I'm so happy that I got to meet him at the IASD conference and I got to see you two together and witness the love. It's so inspiring. I think this world needs dreams and this world needs people that are in love and, and figuring out how to do love and how to do life and how to be, how to have it help you to be more of yourself and not less. So you two are a wonderful demonstration of that. So love to the max. <laughs> oh, <very nice. laughs> Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash dreamwork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.